Hello, and welcome back to another week of Cats and Conspiracies. I'm Michelle, and my co-host is Nancy, and this week we will be discussing the notorious escape from Alcatraz. Another week of Nancy and Michelle discussing conspiracies, and you might hear Stella jump in one time. (laughs) Ready? One, two, three. I'm scared. No, no, heck no. I don't know. I'm not an expert. I'm not, I'm... (laughs) I was laughing with Pilo this morning because we're like, at least once an episode, one of us is like, we don't know, we're not an expert, but, (laughs) and then we like continue to state our opinion as though it's fact. So. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Alcatraz. Yes. You're, you're a native uh, San Francisco in, is that what you guys are called? San Franciscan. Oh, is that right? Yeah. It's not San Francisco in. It's not the inn in San Francisco. Yes, I'm so excited. I have like such a strong affinity for Alcatraz. I grew up in the Bay Area. We always did field trips there for school. So we went there multiple times or, you know, we had to do like school reports and I always choose Alcatraz and just like change the words of a report my brother did like a few (laughs) years prior, that kind of thing. But yeah, no, I've been to Alcatraz so many times. Like this is the episode I have been waiting for. Did he also go to Catholic school? He did. I basically went to the same schools he did. <laughs> and so, you didn't catch that you were writing his reports? <laughs> no, no, because I would like change a word here and there. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I use a thesaurus. They used to have those like back oh. in the day. Well, I guess there's thesaurus online now. I don't think we had a lot of the same teachers though. So oh. it kind of worked out for me. I've only gone to Alcatraz one time, I think. I've never gone through sc- with school as a field trip. Yeah, I've only gone one time as an adult. Mm-hmm. Wow. Dude, no, I like pretty much like lived there. I was like obsessed. So I was a Girl Scout in sixth grade. We got the opportunity to spend the night on Alcatraz even. Did you? Yes. It, it's like, it's, I don't know if they still do it, but it was like a thing where you had to do like a service project. Like you had to be like a known like organization. So Girl Scouts, obviously. And we did like a service project on the island, which was like move rocks from like one area to like another. Mm-hmm. And then, which was stupid. And then we got to sleep over and we got to sleep in like the solitary cell. We slept in like the Birdman cell. What? Um, yeah, dude, it was crazy. Like and yeah, on the bed. Well, we brought sleeping bags. Yeah, on those little like rickety no. beds. But we, we got to use like a regular bathroom. We didn't have to go in front of each other, but (laughs) I know. Right. No, but the, that's cool within itself. But what's cooler is they were filming the rock at the time, the movie with Sean Connery. And so we got to see like all the props. We got to go like on the roof and see the missiles. We got to eat lunch with the crew, not the cast, but the crew. Yeah. It was like super cool. It was super cool. Oh, that's helpful. I I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a little known fact. It's my two truths and a lie. So now I can't say it because now everybody's going to know that's the truth. Or is it? I know. If we're playing, (laughs) is this, is this my lie? No, Uh, this is a real thing. I could send a picture and we could post it on cats and conspiracies or something, but it's, it's pretty, it was pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. So you were, you said sixth grade. So you were like 12, 11, 12. Yeah. Like 11. Cause I wasn't young. I would be yeah. freaked out to sleep on there. Like, did, like, uh, yeah, no, because I, I don't deal well with ghosts. So, 
That was oh it. yeah, no, dude, it was really freaky. So D block is the block where the crazy criminals stayed. Solitary's on the bottom, like row, and there's three tiers mm-hmm. um, of cells, and they put them in that block because it faced San Francisco. So like to mess with them mm-hmm. that they could see San Francisco, mm-hmm. but they so couldn't close. leave. It's right. like so close. So the Birdman, I guess he used to keep a bunch of birds in his cell, whatever. So he was named the Birdman. But um, one my my friends in Girl Scouts were like, "We dare you to go down to solitary and spend the night in there." And I'm like, "Okay." Oh. I literally got to the floor. I couldn't even go in the in the cell. You hear the wind, and then like that plays mind games on you. Like you think yeah. you're hearing people, and I just like literally ran so fast back up. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, you feel like you're being haunted when you're on there at night. It's scary. I don't think I slept at all. Yeah. No, I wouldn't even do like a flashlight tour. None of that. No, no, I would. I don't think I would now, now knowing how I felt. No way, dude. Yeah. Well, I can't, I think it's because as adults, we now have so many other fears that as kids, we didn't know existed. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, better. Right. Like, you know, better than to like monkey around with ghosts and criminal ghosts, not even, even just we're... like Mother Teresa ghosts. They're like <laughs> killer ghosts. Yeah. No. I'm <laughs> like... out, I'm out. If it's Mother Teresa ghost, I'm in. But if it's not, I'm out. It's the only ghost. Yeah. I'm <laughs> it's Mother Teresa. Oh, RIP. <sighs> but um, yeah. Anyway, so it was super cool. So I love Alcatraz. It was always like one of my dates. I don't know why. It's not like, that's kind of morbid. What are your thoughts before we get started? Gosh, I believe they made it. You believe they escaped? Yeah, they. Yeah. I believe they escaped. Obviously they escaped, but well, I believe yeah. that they okay. made it. I believe at least one made it to shore alive. Yeah, I'm good with saying all three of them made it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Nothing came ever came about them not making it. Well, they just assumed they died or got eaten by the sharks or got taken into the ocean. Yeah. But let me see. I found something that said that sharks in that area are pretty rare. My friend got bit by a shark there. (laughs) Never mind then. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, not, not in the Bay off uh, Stinson beach, which isn't I guess in terms of sharks, isn't too far. Like, I mean, they swim, right? Like, it's not like they're walking. I feel like it's covering the range of the bay, that bay. So it's just like on the other side of the bay kind of thing. Like how bad did your friend get bit? He got bit pretty bad. He got bit in the leg, in the upper thigh. And then I guess he had to like punch the shark head to like, he, he was surfing with one of our other classmates. What? Yeah. And then got bit. Did his like, leg, like his leg get bit off or just like a no, chunk? No, no. Just like a chunk. Oh God. Yeah. He had a brace and all this stuff on it for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually pretty crazy. And then of course, like we're in high school, we're like, John just wants girls and that's why he's doing it. And it's like, as an adult now, you're like, wow, that was probably super traumatizing for him. Poor guy. But yeah, no, he's like written books about it and he's been on Shark Week talking about it and stuff. What? Oh, I never knew yeah. that. Yeah, no. <clears throat> I feel like if I ever got bit by a shark, I'd never get back in the water. Oh no. No, I, no. Even if I saw a shark. 
Yeah, if I saw a shark, I wouldn't get in the water. No. Well, here's the thing. So when we went to Hawaii and I would snorkel, <sighs> anytime I went under the water, I would hear the dunna, dunna. And I'd like okay. paint and freak out. I like couldn't, I couldn't snorkel. Oh, and then when we went to Mexico and we snorkeled from our resort, it, we got in a little boat and it takes you out miles into the water. And then you get off the boat and you snorkel as a group and you swim away from the boat. And it's this whole thing. I don't watch scary movies, but I know that there's a scary movie where they go snorkeling or I think they might go diving and then they get back up and the boat is gone. So anytime <sighs> I put my face in the water, I would freak out. Yeah. I don't like fish touching me. Like, I don't want them to touch me. So I don't want to like snorkel because then I can like see if they're going to touch me. Yeah. I can't, it's just panic for me to like, I remember that I kept looking at the shore and I was like, oh, it doesn't look that far. I think I can swim. I can make it. Like it was a serious, <laughs> oh like, my God. I was contemplating swimming away from everybody to shore because I just couldn't deal. So would you have made the escape from Alcatraz? Would you have been able to swim to shore safely? Um, no. <laughs> no. Okay. No. I feel like I can tread water for a good amount of time and I can like float on my back, but we're not talking calm waters. No. So, so some background on Alcatraz. Alcatraz is located a mile and a quarter off the coast of San Francisco, which eventually becomes the song A Mile and a Quarter. It was home to some of the most notorious criminals. It operated from 1934 to 1963, such as Al Capone, Scarface, who's the gangster mob boss out of Chicago, I think. And then the one that you talked about, Birdman, his name was Robert Strout. He was a convicted murderer and he was, he got the nickname, the Birdman, because he did house a ton of animals at some point, 300 canaries in a cell. See, I don't understand that. Like, how are you trying to have 300 birds in your cell? I, it was against the rules, but apparently he was allowed to do it. Well, there's so much bird poo in that cell. I guess they don't really care about that. I don't think that they care about that. I don't know if bird poo smells, but the noise. (laughs) Yeah. That I don't know. That's a conspiracy. Let's let's table that for another conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. The Birdman and all his birds. Yeah. <clears throat> so Alcatraz had the rep for being escape proof. The water was freezing and the sharks were swimming around the island, is what the prisoners were told. Um, but we know even the unsinkable were sunk. Dun, dun, dun. What does that mean? Well, because Titanic oh yeah I forgot about that thing yeah okay before it became Alcatraz it looks like it was a harbor defense fort and a military prison before 1969 because in 1969 to 1971 the American Indian occupation happened there yeah they built that on Native American land and so it was like the occupation was to reclaim their land. I guess they had tried to occupy it before and it only lasted a few hours. And then when they did it again in 69, then that's when it actually lasted for some time. So today we're going to discuss the conspiracy of bank robbers, Frank Morris and brothers, John and Clarence England, their escape from Alcatraz and whether or not they made it to shore, survived and lived amongst us, or in fact, drowned and died and were eaten by sharks. (laughs) 
feel like there's so many other options in between that. Besides no, what, what other options? Either they made it or they died. Okay, yeah, but they eaten by sharks. Well, their bodies were never found. One body washed ashore months later. Correct. Wearing a blue suit. However, the DNA and the bones and none of that matched any of the three. It wasn't going to match any of the three because they already closed their case. Nancy, that's the conspiracy. Oh, I see. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Okay. So Morris landed in Louisiana State Penitentiary and he was sentenced to a 10-year bid for bank robbery. He escaped that penitentiary, was caught shortly after uh, for burglary in 1960. And then this time they sentenced him to four year, 14 years in Alcatraz because Alcatraz was unescapable. All right. In 1958, John and Clarence robbed a bank in Alabama. They both received 15 to 20 year sentences and they served them out in Florida and Atlanta. Both brothers continued to attempt to escape and eventually both were sent over to Alcatraz. The warden was warned about the brothers and their escape attempts and told to keep them completely apart and not to leave them on the same block or even close in cells. Of course, the warden of Alcatraz didn't listen to that and put them in joining cells. First of all, I have two things about this era. There was so much bank robbery. Yeah. Like I thought Al Capone was like really in there for bank robbery, like a lot of bank robbery. Cause I feel that- I know that he was a mob boss. But he never killed anybody. Did he? Mm-mm. Well- he wasn't okay anyway oh tax evasion okay anyways that's the thing that's the thing with mob bosses right they get you on tax evasion they don't get you on all the 1700 murders you committed unbossing yeah and i also feel like there were so many escape attempts unless they don't talk about that nowadays but i feel like robbing a bank is pretty hard now i guess technology yeah maybe technology like the little panic button or whatnot like i don't oh, know yeah the panic button. Button. um probably not but yeah i feel like there were a lot of bank robberies it's that's always one of the ones that's like if the purge were to happen i would rob a bank like if you could get away with one crime right i would rob a bank i've never seen those movies but i feel like <gasps> i would leave my house because everybody's killing everybody yeah but if you can rob a bank oh because you're saying i would get killed yeah i'm saying you're gonna walk out oh, okay Ugh, okay fine <laughs> i would stay in my house <laughs> so june 1962 just about two years after they got to alcatraz along with morris and there was a fourth guy that started to come up with this plan devise this plan to escape alcatraz the fourth guy never made it out, so we won't quite talk about him much. Altogether, the plan took about six months. They t- they used makeshift tools to cut the brick wall behind their cell, like under their sink. Guards didn't notice because they used suitcases, cardboards to cover up the holes. They would cover it up with fake wall. And they climb, and then you know, my assumption is because there's no, there's always, there's only pictures of after, so it shows the hole in the wall. But when they said fake walls, I assume they painted on like cardboard and made it look like a wall. Yeah. So now if you go before, it's a real big like tourist attraction now versus like more of the prison aspect. Cause before you never used to be able to see that utility corridor, but now they have like a window that 
shows the space that they had to work with. And so I feel like one of them worked, one of the people worked in like the carpenter shop or something Mm -hmm. like that. And that's how they were able to get the tools. So like part that they replaced of the wall was the vent. They made it look like it was a part of the wall. They painted it the same color or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then put it on the wall. So I'm assuming like when they chipped off the wall, it chipped back into the like utility corridor, which is Mm -hmm. only like maybe two feet that they had to work with. Yeah, or something. That's, yeah, because they eventually escaped through there. They yeah. out of their cell into the corridor and then up to the roof. Yeah. Okay, so the escape takes place. They eventually have all of their holes cut out. So they make these little like mannequin looking heads. They paint them flesh color. They use their real hair and kind of glue it onto this head and then they it's kind of like when kids are running away from from home or sneaking out they put the pillows under the blankets and put the head there so it looks like a body's in there but they were pretty they were pretty I would say clever in in using real hair right because when the guards are doing their walkthroughs you're just looking you flash your light you see hair you keep it moving whereas if you just saw a lump of body under the blankets that might be a little bit suspicious so they all climb out of their cells into the corridor into this like maintenance corridor and then they go up to the roof on the roof they had the raincoats that they use somehow to makeshift life jackets and then they had a six foot by 14 foot rubber raft that they made with like I guess stuff from the what did you say he worked in carpenter shop or something yeah they made like wooden paddles and then they use musical instruments to kind of create some sort of accordion type thing to pump air into the raft and blow it up which I thought was pretty good but what this all says is like they really planned this out so it's not like they just had a backpack full of stuff run ran up the utility corridor to the roof and then tried to like make a plan it's like everything was already up there and they were like ready to go. So like through the six months, they were like going up to the roof, put down some of the raft, going up, uh, getting hair, paper mache. So it's like, they really like have invested a lot into this and have not been caught. So like the state, I mean, I, I don't know. That's really insane that like there's six months of, basically like preparation for a full-on escape for what would have been four people but like you said the uh fourth one dropped out in the last minute he didn't cut cut his he didn't cut the hole in his in his wall oh that's right that's right god how bummed would you be how bummed would you be well you a fool why don't you test it yeah i would be so pissed so close yet so far so wow. when I first, when I first watched documentaries, watch movies, that sort of thing about this, I didn't realize that they had such long um, sentences in, in this jail. They had 14, 20 year sentences, but I feel like they didn't even try to be in jail and conform to the rules and regulations. Like they had only been there a couple of years when they're like, okay, we're getting out of here. I mean, I guess the two years were bad enough. They were like, no, we got to get out of here. Yeah. No, I mean, why, if you know that you could escape, why not? Yeah, but do you know that? I mean, Yo, clearly you know, did. you know. Clearly they did, but I mean, they're told you're so far from shore, 
the water's freezing and there's sharks just swimming around the island. That would be enough for me to be like, I'll just sit here for 14 years then. Well, yeah, but you're also not robbing a bank because then somebody, because you're, somebody's also like, oh, there's going to be a man outside the bank with a big gun. And you'd be like, okay, I'm not going to rob this bank then. These yeah. people, like, they, they don't care about the consequence. Right, right, right. And also it feels like two years was probably enough time for them to get to know the people that they needed to, to get like the hair and like get in the right jobs to get like, you know, what the tools they needed and stuff mm-hmm. and get the layout of the actual land. Yeah. So they probably from day one, like, We're already planning. And, oh, I yeah. mean, and also the warden, like I would never put siblings together. No, I wouldn't. It's like your kids are in trouble and you're going to put them on timeout in the same room. No, no, you're going to get into more stuff. It's like your cats are in trouble. You're going to put them in the same room. No, no, no. Cause that's how they plan your demise. That's how, (laughs) yeah. Right. The only thing I couldn't find was how long between them actually escaping. Right. Cause they did the first, they did the first walk, every, the first cell check, everybody was in their cells. Cool. Um, I couldn't find a, a definite time between that first check and them leaving their cells to go up to the roof from the second roll call, the second check that the guards were doing when they noticed that Morris, John, and Clarence were not in their beds. And they noticed that it was the paper mache heads with the fake hair. I couldn't find any definite time. So I don't know how much of a head start they had, but they definitely had enough of a head start that they were no longer on the island by the time the alarm was sound. I want to say, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I feel like it was between, I feel like it was two hours. It might have been. That seems about right. Because by the time they set, they sound the alarm and they're, they're searching the waters, there's nothing. There is no sign of them at all. And then, and then, so the FBI is there investigating. There's, you know, a bunch of FBI's on site looking at the little holes they made, trying to figure out their plan, all that stuff. When a body in blue clothing, similar to that police uniform that we talked about earlier, was found washed ashore in San Francisco. But that body was never identified. Never um, identified. And, and, but it makes sense when you said they, could, it, they couldn't tie it too. Because it was closed. But- would you say that they couldn't tie it to one of the three because then then that would spark the fact that yes, one the two survived, one didn't because clearly his body washed ashore? Or why do you say that? Um, I think it's because they couldn't say that this is an escapable island, basically. So if somebody, if one shows up, then the other two are out there. Nobody's gonna believe that the other two died. Right. So if, just nobody this guy show up, if nobody show up, all three of them went under the ocean and their bodies are never going to be recovered. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. But I don't know. I mean, yeah. DNA also DNA isn't, wasn't what it is no. now too. No. This is like, we're talking 1962. They're probably like just f- figuring out what DNA is mm-hmm. or like how to, how to utilize that in an investigation i posted some pictures here that we can look at and then stella i can send you these so we can post them on our on our instagram page when this episode drops but it shows the holes so that first picture shows like towels or shirts kind of covering under the sink so you can't quite see that there's a hole there 
under That's crazy the first one. and then the second one you can see the actual walls chipped away and the actual hole it's a pretty small hole in comparison to the wall but the fourth guy whose hole wasn't big enough I'd be so pissed isn't the rule like if your head fits your body fits what if your oh. shoulders fit Nancy, oh. your head is only like this big, your shoulder. <laughs> You're not a baby coming out of a birth canal. It's like. As I said that, I was staring at myself and I noticed that my shoulders are broad like a football player and I have a tiny little peanut. <laughs> okay. You're also not that Beetlejuice head either, where it's like the shrunken head come on oh my god okay well he should have measured I feel like as as extreme as this was I mean they had the paper mache they had this pretty well oh, like elaborate elaborate thank you as yeah. elaborate as this what this was I cannot believe the fourth guy didn't measure no. if he fit this is like this is like Eminem you only get one shot one opportunity like and he blew it this was like his eight mile yeah, this is his mom's spaghetti on his sweater. <laughs> yeah, this. <laughs> and see, my thing is like, I always think I'm like a size 20 when I'm like really not a size 20. So it's like my hole would have been like the whole size of <laughs> no, like the, the whole wall would have been the whole out. wall. I'm like, oh, I don't know what that is. Is I don't know. <laughs> you want to make sure you can comfortably walk. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm just trying to escape. I need to be, <laughs> I, just, I just walk through. Stupid. <laughs> that's how that's what I feel like I would be doing though yeah he but, he must have had a really confident body image he thought he was like smaller than he was <laughs> that or he was like trying to be super discreet so he didn't want to make a you know the hole too big but why didn't they compare sizes like why didn't they go to cell to cell and be like well let me see what whole size you're cutting oh, what are we talking about still oh okay no they're not walking around cell to cell but they probably are comparing sizes, just not cell sizes, not <laughs> cell hole sizes. Oh man, I'd just be so pissed if I was that fourth guy. Another picture there, you see the makeshift raft along with the makeshift life jacket that the FBI agent is holding in his hand. So, I mean, I wouldn't see how they wouldn't make it because they're not swimming. They were on a raft. Okay, but, okay, see, and this is what I think too, right? I don't know how they wouldn't make it. Like I could swim, I could swim, right? Like if I really had to, I would be able to swim a mile and whatever. Okay. But here's my thing. <sighs> One, it's the middle of the night. Oh, not the middle of the night. It's the night and it's dark. Right. Two, they don't know the waters. They don't know the currents and which way they're going. Right. Three. The water's cold, which is whatever. If when you have adrenaline, you're not going to worry about that. Four, you don't know which direction you're swimming, right? Like I know because I'm like native San Franciscan or native Bay Area, and I should say I'm not going to claim San Francisco. Um, that I know that I would be on Alcatraz right here, headed towards that because like I've seen it all. Like I've stood on both shores, like Alcatraz and San Francisco. I've stood on Sausalito. I've stood on Angel Island. So I know how you would swim, mm -hmm. but in the middle of the night, somebody getting out and by chance getting in the right tide 
and the current not pushing you a certain way and you knowing exactly where to swim and it's a straight shot of one mile, that is very hard for me to believe because you're not just swimming one mile because now you're pushing against like the water. Mm-hmm. And it's like those rafts, I mean- yeah okay it wasn't it wasn't an actual raft you're buying from walmart or costco right like but it was something i mean it's this whole thing about like rose from titanic floating on a door the whole time why wouldn't they be able to float on this makeshift raft well i time out is that a real story did rose really happen or is this for the movie Yeah, that's real it's in the movie well, their water was very calm. They were like in a lake. Well, in the movie. And I want to say it actually wasn't a door. I think it was like a headrest or whatever. Yeah. So, okay. And that's great. And I'm really happy that Rose made it out alive because that movie would have never been what it was without that moment. But I just feel like, yeah, the rafts help, but they're not... Okay. They're not everything. They're not, you're not on a boat. You're not sailing away. True. However, this is when the conspiracy Joe started to jump in. So in 2018, this mysterious letter is obtained by some news broadcaster in San Francisco. And it's supposedly written by John England. And the letter says, my name is John England. I escaped. He didn't say escaped from Alcatraz in June, 1962 with my brother, Clarence and Frank Morris. I'm 83 years old and in bad shape. I have cancer. Yes, we all made it that night, but barely. If you announce on TV that I will be promised to go to jail first, no more than a year, get medical attention. I will write back and let you know exactly where I am. This is not a joke. So eventually in the letter, it says that Clarence died in 2008 and Morris died in 2005. Doesn't exactly say what they died, how they died, or where they died. The letter was sent to the San Francisco PD department in 2013, but they held on to it and didn't disclose or tell anybody until 2018 when somebody within the SFPD department handed it to or leaked it to the local news. They fingerprinted the letter. They didn't find anything on it. And then in 2003, or back in 2003, U.S. Marshal Michael Dyke was assigned the cold case. And he was also said to not be sure that they didn't make it because there was overwhelming evidence to state otherwise. I was getting to all that to say that there was one guy who did a deathbed confession who had stated that he, in fact, helped the three men escape. And he knew that they were going to get on the raft and there would be a white boat waiting for them somewhere between shore and Alcatraz to pick them up and take them. And there was an off-duty officer who had said that he had seen a white boat. So a now retired San Francisco cop named Robert Chichi. He said that he had spotted a white boat on the bay with the lights off in the marina the same night of the prison break. It appeared to be empty, but then later somebody on the boat flashed a spotlight into the water and then disappeared into the night. So this gentleman on the deathbed says that the boat picked them up and then sailed them up to Seattle. So if you're only really going to be on the raft for, you know, Mm. a short amount of time, you get picked up by this boat and then shot up to Seattle. By the time the alarms are raised and they're looking in the water, you're literally gone. 
even if they were to go on shore and then look on shore and these people are on feet, they're going to be soaking wet. They're going to be exhausted and tired. They didn't find anybody because this somebody in this mysterious white boat picked them up and sailed them up to Seattle. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think the boat makes it more possible. Cause if you just think somebody like trying to swim to shore, like that's how you like originally hear it. Like, Oh, did they escape? Right. And you think just swimming to shore, you're like, not full. They didn't swim to shore. Cause when they get to shore, what they're just like soaking wet, trying to find a payphone and a quarter. Cause it's 1962. Um, but yeah, the presence of a boat makes it more realistic. It's still crazy to think that I mean, I guess it's not that crazy because they've been prepping for this. They've put their, their rafts up on the roof and everything. So they have like that 365 of the bay mm-hmm. and that boat's like, oh, we're going to be over wherever, mm-hmm. um, swim that way. But yeah, I mean, the presence of a boat makes it more realistic to me. Yeah. Look, you mentioned earlier the tides and the winds and all that current stuff. Like how would they have known that that night was the perfect night to do it? Yeah. See, and that's what I always wonder too, because it's like, I go to a beach in Hawaii and there's waters breaking on the shore and you get like kind of tossed back in onto the, to the beach. So I had heard something a while back and I couldn't find anything to substantiate this. And you tell me otherwise, Nancy, but they were originally supposed to do it another night. And for Mm -hmm. some reason they got pushed back to June, whatever night that they ended up doing it on. Um, But again, I don't see any information about that really anywhere, which would make me feel like it's a conspiracy as well. When I was younger and first heard about this, I did hear that, that they, it was originally supposed to be one night and they completely changed the plan for a different day or a different night, but I didn't find anything to say that either. So then I wasn't sure if maybe I just got misinformation. No, I'm pretty sure that's something because it makes sense though, if that they would say that, because then it would make me believe that like, well, if they were supposed to do it on Thursday and they had to end up doing it on a Saturday, how would they have got information at that time back to the boat driver that the boat driver would be out in the ocean? So right. that boat driver wouldn't have been there. What I mean, like it, right. it feeds into a conspiracy for me yeah. that the police or whoever know that they made it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it would make me believe that they did make it because, I don't know. Yeah, this boat theory. When I, yeah, when I came across this boat um, theory, then I was like, this would this would be the, they, they had to have help from the outside for sure. But not only that, this whole boat theory makes a lot of sense as to if they made it, there's been no, nobody saw anything suspicious on the shore. Nobody saw three men coming from the water, drenched, walking around. There have been many sightings of the brothers in Brazil and South America. So now that this boat theory has been thrown into the swing of things, I definitely do think that perhaps the boat did take them up to Seattle because by the time they're doing their search, they didn't find anybody. I mean, nowadays you hear of people escaping from jails or prisons and, you know, within a couple of days, everybody's captured because everybody's on high alert, right? This is what to look out for. They look this way, they're wearing this clothes, this, that, and the other. So they're caught right away. 
you don't think somebody would have noticed three men drenched in ocean water coming offshore (laughs) the bay bridge like i don't know yeah i mean that does that's what doesn't make sense because it's like the boat makes more sense than like a person like waiting for them in a car because it's like how do you know where you're going to end up right it's just hard because there was no cell phone. So it makes me feel like nothing could have happened because nobody knew how to communicate back then. Right, right. So they had to have you been using their calls, right? They get their weekly call or whatnot. But see, none of that stuff was ever released. Like, what was it because it was the fault of the of the warden in the jail and it was a slap in the face to the U.S. government or not the U.S. government, but to, to the to San Francisco because this jail <clears throat> was pitched was pitched as you send your oh prison um, this prison was pitched as you're never going to be able to escape send your most infamous the most dangerous prisoners who continue to try to escape from your little old jail and prison bring them here they won't be able to leave here and then right people get here right and within two years of being there, they're gone. Does the warden want to be like, oh yeah, that was my fault. I probably should not put the brothers in the same cell. My bad. Yeah, whoops. I should have listened to the warden that was transferring over one of the brothers that said, do not let them be near each other. Do not let them be on the same block. And didn't they end up closing because they said it was like too costly? Yes, right after that. Yeah, like less than a year or something, yeah. or about a year later, they yeah. say, oh, it's too costly to keep this prison open. No, it's too costly to save face. <laughs> oh, no, I thought I thought it was too costly to keep the prison open. No, yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Uh, oh, but yeah. Feel, like, how are they going to face the world and be like, it's the same, it's the whole Titanic thing. Everybody right. board this ship, it's unsinkable, it's gonna and it was this whole glamorous thing and literally the first time it goes it sinks and it's like disastrous right so it's probably the same thing they couldn't afford to stay open it could have been cost uh, you know it could have been for the cost but then also there was another another two guys that escaped and swam to shore and made it but were captured at shore at least they got to exercise <laughs> right so two more prisoners john paul scott and daryl d parker using similar tactics to the other three escaped from alcatraz only six months after see it's, that, two, it's right and they no. made it they yeah, made those it. yeah the, the england brothers alive. made it they made it right because they, they were they were, they were pitching it as no way they could make it. The water was so cold and the water in San Francisco is cold, but it's not deathly. It's not like you're going to evaporate into thin air because it's so cold or like you're just going to become an ice cube and sink to the bottom of the ocean into China or something because you're so cold. That's what I'm saying. But that's how they made it seem. It's like, as soon as they went into water, they instantly got bit by a shark. Yeah, their ice cold body got bit by a shark. You're like, yeah. I, I mean, I've been in that water and it sucks, but it's, I don't know. I mean, they have that escape from Alcatraz race. Yeah, and people do it. Granted, yeah. they're wearing wetsuits and they have like a whole crew swimming aside them just in case they get tired or, or <laughs> yeah, like they start to drown. Really cush, yeah, really on but, a boat. No, I was kidding. But there's, they still do it, I, right. 
yeah right well, I, we don't know we didn't I I tried to look to see if these guys had like some sort of like swimming background if they had like a community pool they always swam at like but I didn't find anything but I mean like you said when there's a gen- adrenaline uh you're escaping it's kind of life or death you might be able to make it well and well Oh man, it's, that's just crazy because it seems like the security there was crap. Well, yeah, because everybody thought they're not going to escape because it's cold water. It's freezing cold water and there's sharks swimming around the island waiting for somebody to escape. Is but what, what the heck seem like. But what the heck is that lighthouse for too? Cause they had that like lighthouse going around. That's supposed to be like, you know, that little light yeah, that goes around for, or whatever. It's just for other boats not to crash into the island. Oh, well, that's lame. Because they could have spotted that random white tugboat out oh, there. Yeah, but nobody was up there watching because who who's thinking they're gonna escape? Yeah. Wow. And I mean, the fact that it was just six months after the same exact way, very similar, if not the exact same way the other guys did it, they escaped. No, there's something wrong within the prison. I mean, and like literally, I feel like I would have checked. If I was the warden, I would have been like, check every utility corridor, yeah. check every single cell. Your, your, your walks, your, what are they called when they, your rounds, your rounds yeah. more often. And they're going to be even in places where are, that are off limits to prisoners. Cause clearly they're, they were off limit. They were not allowed in the, in the maintenance corridor, but yet they broke a wall and like, yeah, there they were in the yeah, maintenance corridor, like chilling. If, if, if people were doing their rounds and they were checking these areas, they would have noticed pieces of cement wall on the ground. It wasn't like they had a vacuum to clean up all their little- They did have a little shop vac. They had like a makeshift vac vacuum. Really? Yeah, they did. Oh, I thought you were pulling my chain just now. No, no chains being pulled. If your cellmate- is the bird man and all his canaries are chirping, you can be chipping at a wall and nobody would even know because all these damn birds are going off. Exactly. And it comes, see, so then my, my real conspiracy is what is the conspiracy between the prisoners and the warden or the prisoners and the guard? Like, are they being paid? Is there yeah. like a kickback of the guard to let yeah. these people continue to just do that? That's yeah. the conspiracy. It's not like, did they make it? Yeah, they made it. They're living the life in Brazil. Mm-hmm. And they were spotted it's, in Brazil. So yeah. I have a picture here. This photo was supposedly taken about 13 years after they escaped. A friend of the brothers, Fred, claimed to have ran into the brothers in Rio de Janeiro in the 70s, took this picture. And it wasn't until 1992 that he sent it to their family. And then their family then handed it over to the U.S. Marshal, who was investigating it in 2015. Why are they still investigating this? Well, but like, I mean, why these guys are like dead? Well, are they? Well, Well, they would, according to the letter, like, according to the letter that he, yeah. So today, I because they would be like, how old were they when they went into what are they like 30, 20s? So the FBI officially closed the case in 1979, and then that's when it was handed over to the U.S. Marshal, who was investigating and in 2014 the u.s marshal releases these images of what they would have looked like now or a couple of years ago so morris would have been 95 john would have been 91 and clarence would have been 90 
this year if they're still alive. Oh my God. Let them yeah. live. If they, if they're <laughs> I mean, alive, let point, them right? live, man. Right forget this point. case. Forget it. I did find that one of the brother's nephews holds this yearly thing, basically saying that his uncles did in fact escape from Alcatraz. One thing why the case stayed open was that their mom, the brother's mom would receive flowers often with no card attached to him. And nobody ever knew who or what, or where these flowers were coming from or who purchased them. Apparently their families were followed by the FBI everywhere. So all the kids growing up, like all the children in that family, they always knew that FBI presence was around because they knew, or the FBI thought at some point they're going to have to come back and see their family. So then their mom dies and there was heavy FBI presence at her funeral, but it said that the two brothers were actually in attendance, but they were dressed and made up to look like women. Dude, these guys are good. I am like really into them. Wow. I mean, their, their escape plan was super elaborate. The paper mache heads and stuff. I don't know. I can see them definitely dressing up as women and, you know, heavy makeup looking like women to attend their mother's funeral. Right. You wouldn't miss your mother's funeral if you were able to go. If you're not left behind bars. I mean, I would imagine not. No. Right. Wow. So the FBI is there and they're watching, but they can't go up to every person and like, do a, like, what's your name? Let me see your ID. Da, 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 right. It's not like they can check people coming in and out of the funeral yeah. or, or attending the funeral. So they're standing afar and they're pretty convinced that two of the women that were there were not actually women, but they were the brothers attending. their. I, yeah. I want that to be true so badly. Yeah, no, me too. I don't know why, like, I don't care if they made it and they were criminals and they were and it's like at some point they would have only served 15 to 20 years yeah and now it's like well but because they escaped obviously they've given themselves a life sentence right (laughs) like but it's just like so they robbed a bank in the 60s let them live yeah people were doing drugs in the 60s like lsd like like all over Yeah, yeah like those people they're living I don't know. So I definitely want it to be true that they escaped. They made it. Uh, the little white boat picked them up, took them up to Seattle, and eventually they left to, you know, Brazil. Yeah, I want that to be true too. And I want them to have dressed as women to their to, mother's to funeral. Their mom's funeral. So yeah. one thing I couldn't find more information about, and I was kind of bummed we didn't hear a lot about it, is that letter that John supposedly wrote to to the police department saying, hey, I am John. We did in fact escape. We all made it. There was like no more of that. Oh, let me, let me, let me backtrack. So remember that deathbed confession I was talking about earlier where the guy talks about, he helped them. There was a white boat. He's the one that did that. So at some point during the uh, interview and he's confessing this all to the, to the FBI agents, it takes a super wild turn. And he tells them that not long after they all escaped, he murdered the three men and then buried their bodies near a highway. So then these federal investigators go and look, yeah. So then these federal investigators go and kind of search the area where he says he buried their bodies and nothing was found. Okay, man, come on. So then, so then it's like, okay, this, this, this man is crazy, but he's also the same one that said the boat picked them up, but that boat part is, is corroborated by the off-duty police officer that saw the boat in the, in the bay the night that they escaped. 
So it's kind of like, well, some truth, some fiction, right? Yeah. The true part can be the boat and then the, the false part can be the fact that he killed him. But then why, but then he doesn't explain or go into detail or have a reason to why he killed the three of them. I don't know. Yeah. So that's that weird. People get weird, man. Yeah. So that didn't make any sense to me, but no, that makes no sense. Yeah. So back to the letter why we didn't hear anything more did they actually reach out to this person and say okay only one year in prison you'll get the medical attention you want let's go ahead and finish this off and close the case or is it again the same thing you said earlier with no they don't want to admit the fact that the people the three of them did escape and and managed to live their lives out yeah i don't think that they want to admit that i didn't think that they would because like all of a sudden you're like a national park you government owned obviously and now all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah. And by the way, we found out two years ago that they escaped and lived free amidst well, the all the these friends. like police investigations because flowers were being sent to a woman. And you know what I mean? Like they, that makes the law enforcement look foolish. Mm-hmm. And, and the brothers' families do believe that they, they made it. Yeah. I mean, but then is that denial? You don't want to, I don't know, because I'm trying to think too, like the last time I went to Alcatraz, you know, you do like a, like an audio tour or whatever. And then like, you could talk to some of like the park rangers and that was like in 2017 or something I went. And I want to say that they say that they did not make it like, you know, it's like, they're told to say that they didn't make it kind of thing. Yeah. It's It's like, they. It's why if you Google who killed JFK, Lee Harvey Oswald's picture pops up. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you can't, I don't know. Why would they even put that guy in prison if you wrote a letter and said that? Man is dying. Don't see. And this is what I get upset about. They waste taxpayers dollars. Yeah. When they really could be finding out or stopping mass shooting and things like this. They're worried about that guy. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, so upset you, right now. Earlier, you were saying something about your dad and what he had told you about. Oh, that. yeah. Wanna, so my in all my elaborate research begins with my father. I called him yesterday and he probably was like, why did she, why did she call me just to ask this? But I was like, yeah, dad, I was just thinking about Alcatraz. And do you think that they escaped? Do you think that they made it? And he was like, literally just like this he says I don't know I mean they could have I think so but I don't know and that was all he had to say about it no but he did see he did keep saying that the body washed ashore and he thinks that they could have made it to shore if they went to shore kind of thing yeah he thought so but he wasn't sure obviously (laughs) none of us are sure yeah right that's what that's what this is all about and then he's like do you want to talk to your mother's like no it's okay and then it's like hung up. That's like, he probably is like, what was that about? Anyways. That's funny. Yeah. That's so that, that was my that, research. What, that voice that you do for Rich is dead on also. It's like dead on. I know. Yeah. But yeah, so that that's the extent of what I researched. Yeah. So I'm going to go with they successfully escaped and they made it and they lived their life out in Brazil. The fact that just six months after two additional prisoners escaped in the same route and made it to shore, uh, captured that shore, obviously, but made it, I think that feeds into 
the fact that they absolutely could have made it whether they got picked up by that little white boat or they made it all the way to shore and then somebody from shore picked them up and took them wherever they needed to go when they were investigating the escape they literally had nothing to go off of they didn't know where they didn't know anything so they had a huge head start i think i think that they escaped they got picked up on a little white tugboat and then they uh went up to seattle then they lived their lives in somewhere and then they came back when their mother's funeral dressed as women dressed as women that's a good one i i'm gonna that's go my that. theory yeah that's a, a great theory yeah yeah but yeah so i believe they made it as well so i, I don't know why they wouldn't have yeah like, and why like wouldn't you make it? and literally like nothing nothing got washed ashore but that one body in blue outfits but they didn't even say that there was a real it was a prison outfit they said similar to yeah yeah like not and a shoe not a not a coat not a sock nothing ever made it to shore the, and the, i also the, feel like if that body washed ashore months after the clothes would be tattered more or yeah. like off the body completely mm-hmm. based on the currents and like just the bay yeah no fully clothed yeah, yeah that was somebody else's body yeah yeah they put, they put that body there on purpose to be like oh see here this is what we've been saying they drowned the whole time yeah right that's well that would be elaborate mm-hmm. just pull some random body out of the morgue and throw it out there yeah all right folks well that is our conspiracy theory on the alcatraz whether or not the brothers made it to shore i think both michelle and i do think they made it they got pulled away in a little white tugboat like michelle said and up to seattle and eventually lived out their life let us know what you think uh really happened or if you have any other conspiracies regarding the three that escaped alcatraz in our comments on cats conspiracies podcast All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Like and subscribe. Listen to us on uh, all DSPs, Cats Conspiracies Podcast. Let us know what you think. Send it to a friend that might like and enjoy. Conspiracies.